Could have told you over a week ago this is going to be good. <laughs> I guarantee you. We appreciate your presence in this place. I've been listening to Mary sing a long time. You've got to be careful what you say around it. She'll write a song about it. And uh, you've always been a blessing to me. I appreciate you folks visiting with us tonight at the churches and areas. We appreciate you being here. And I'm excited over what's going to happen yet. Glory to God. If you've got a Bible, good to have you preacher brethren here. I get to see Chris once a year anyhow, don't I? Some of the rest of you, not much more than that. But uh, Henry's riding his motorcycle tonight. And I'll tell you what, it's weathering Beulah Dean. You could ride a motorcycle up there, Henry. Yeah. And that's uncommon yeah, that's right. uh, for this time of year. And the flowers are blooming, the trees are blossoming, and all of it. And But I'll guarantee if you want to go skiing, we'll have some more snow before this thing's over in Beulah Dean. <laughs> 14th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Mark 14, I'm interested in verse 3. Physically able, I'll ask you to stand reverence God for His Word. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as they sat at meat, there came a woman... I feel it a-coming, preacher. <laughs> Having an alabaster box, ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box. Boy, how'd you like to be in there? And poured it on his head. Father, thank you for your word. This time together in the good house of God. Lord, what we felt around here already this evening, uh, in the way of your wonderful presence, uh, this good singing, wonderful fellowship, prayer time, uh, dear God, I'm of a grateful heart for what you want to continue to do here this evening. Father, I can't, but you can, and I come to allow you. I pray you'd take me as a vessel in thy hand, use me, uh, be a little help and a blessing to somebody tonight, uh, and I'll give you the credit and the glory and the honor Amen. for that accomplished. For it's in Jesus' name I do humbly pray. Amen. And you can be seated. Amen. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, just one thing about that, he ain't no leper no more. <laughs> Jesus has been in town. Cleanse that old leper. As they said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spike nerd. Very precious. I'm told by some that seem to know that this was most likely some kind of an heirloom that had been passed down. Taught over the years, you know, through this family. 
I'm told by others that it could be valued at a year's salary of that day and age. Very precious. She broke the box and poured it on his head. I'm interested in that box business tonight. The Bible's got a whole lot to say about vessels. It speaks of vessels of gold and vessels of silver and vessels of wood. You use any kind of vessel, it's just got to be a clean vessel. Vessels of honor. And it even talks about vessels of dishonor. But I'm looking tonight on the wall of my mind at a broken vessel. And undoubtedly, I'm preaching tonight to some broken vessel. At least in your mind, that's how you've got it arranged. Because maybe of some financial reversal, a loved one that died, a marriage that failed, or for some reason... You just feel like an old broken vessel. No more benefit to God or anybody. But let me remind you tonight, we throw broken things away, but God uses uh, broken things. As a matter of fact, everything I've ever thought about, Chris, God ever used, He broke it uh, before He used it. I mean, from a little lad's lunch on, it was broken. Uh, I mean, uh, boy, God broke me, mister. I remember preaching the first message, uh, fellas I ever preached. You know, I, I rode her out, Jimmy, and boy, I polished on that thing. Set up late on Saturday night in Unicorn Baptist Church I was headed for. There close 300 people there that Sunday morning. What a privilege I had. You know, that pastor gave me first message. And boy, I had my notes, you know, before me. Polished and buffed. God reached down to squeeze my heart and the juice run out my eyes. And I couldn't read nothing. <laughs> I just stepped right over here and for the next 30 minutes said everything God told me to say. <laughs> Ask him to pray. And boy, when I said amen, I looked down my sister-in-law down at my feet getting saved. <laughs> and so I found out the best way for me just go and report for duty. <laughs> Let God break you. They something about tears God honors, but <laughs> I've never been able to put it together, all of it. But I'm telling you what, God lets me cry, Henry. The devil better get in the next county. They something about tears. I'm telling you that God honors. You here tonight and you feel like you're an old broken vessel. Lord God, listen, now you're qualified. 
Hallelujah. To do something for God. About three things here and I'm done. We'll go home. I heard about a little old fella, you know, sat in the classroom one day and spelling. And the teacher casting out words and spelling them. She said, anybody here spell banana? Little old fella raised his hand. She said, all right, Jimmy, go ahead. He said, B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A. She said, hold on, boy. I thought you'd spell banana. He said, I can, but I don't know when to quit. I've heard some of them fellas preach. <laughs> hey, Tommy, I've been that feller a few times. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be as brief as God would permit, and we'll go do something else. I'm thinking about vessels tonight. First of all here, I'm seeing on the wall of my mind, the vessel's beginning. Boy, I tell you, a good place to see that, the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. God told that old prophet to go down to the potter's house. I've been there. Down yonder in Hebron, and I watched the old potter, that lump of clay on the wheel. (laughs) Todd, and that old foot treadle. And boy, him was shaping that thing into what he wanted it to be. Amen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bible said, you ought to work on the wheel. And they started out by going after that clay. The clay couldn't come to the potter. Right. The potter had to go get the clay. Yeah. Right. I couldn't get to yeah. the potter. But I'm glad and happy in my soul when I couldn't get to the potter, the potter come after me, people. He sought me out, preacher. Thank God he found me. Glory to God. Now he takes that clay to the potter's house and he don't use it immediately. He lays it up to dry. For all of that old corrupt water to be evaporated out of it. Get all that old dirty water evaporated out of the way. I had a young preacher come running to me one night after sir. He said, I don't understand it, preacher. He said, God called me to preach over a year ago. And he said, I still don't have a church. I hate you too, preacher, but I had to have God drying him out. <laughs> Maybe it's some old corrupt doctrine that God had to get out of him. <laughs> he don't use it immediately. It might be a case of bitterness or something. God has to rid you. Boy, listen, he'll let all that junk evaporate out of you, and then he pours in clean water. <laughs> and then listen, I watched that potter down yonder in the Bronx. He didn't do it like I would have done it. I'd have started shaping that thing out here. What? Listen, he took his thumbs and right down in the middle of that clay, 
And he began to shape it from the inside out. (laughs) He started on the inside. Ain't that exactly where God went on you first, preacher? (laughs) I mean, he works from the inside out, mister. (laughs) That's what happened to you. And boy, then he slaps it in the furnace. And turns up the heat. And the first thing happens to that vessel when he turns up the heat, it begins to shrink. He gets it down to size. Pride ain't got no place in that pulpit. Pride ain't got no place in that choir. Boy, God knows how to get you down to size. He'll slap you in the furnace uh, and turn up the heat. Uh, And buddy, before long, uh, he'll have you down to size, mister. Back in that furnace. Turn that heat up some more. Up to as much as 1,200 degrees. And when that happens, the elements in that clay begin to fuse together. And now it can carry the load. That's the strengthening process. (laughs) Carolyn's with me tonight. Years ago she took a class in pottery. And I've gone with her, you know, to those stores that sold the greenware. I was afraid to go in them places, Tom. Broken pottery land everywhere. You touch that greenware and it'll fall apart. She'd get, you know, what she wanted and bring it home and paint whatever she wanted to paint on it. And then take it to the person that had the furnace to fire it. And buddy, when that greenware came out of that furnace, it could carry the load. It'd been fused together. Didn't have to be so careful with it no more. You got any folks up your way that you got to be real careful with? I mean, if you don't pet them and pamper them, they'll lay out on you a few sons. If I was preaching on dogs, I'd call them poodles. <laughs> I mean, if you don't trim his toenails, you'll get sick. (laughs) Purdy him up. (laughs) But, buddy, when I think being in that furnace, I'm telling you, listen, you don't have to be so careful with it no more. Bless God, it can serve the purpose. What he's built to do. That's a little bit of the building of it. Now I'm seeing a vessel broken. How does a vessel become broken? Well, some of them are broken in the fire. They can't take the heat. (laughs) I'm telling you, if you're going to teach Sunday school class, you're going to be able to take some heat. 
And but if you ever pastor a church, uh, you're going to have to be able to take a whole lot of heat. You set out to do something for God, you better be able to take some heat, mister. And some of them just can't take the heat. That's why some of them quit last year, preacher. That's why some of them went back to their old job. They just couldn't take the heat, buddy. And I'll say this, if you ain't been called by God, you probably won't be able to take the heat. <laughs> yes, sir. I heard one feller, he's nationally known, you know, he said, I don't know about this calling, but he said, my daddy appointed me. Well, if this ain't got hot enough yet, you watch him, that's wild. <laughs> I'm glad I've got something other than my daddy's appointment tonight. <laughs> Yes, sir. And better listen, but someday you just can't take the heat. I, I mean, they'll take a Sunday school class. I, after a while, I had one come to me one time and say, Hey, I can't take it. I, them junior boys running me crazy. He said, I can't handle them mean boys. I, I quit. I said, Don't you tell me something. Who needs a Sunday school teacher worse than a bunch of mean boys? <laughs> I remember years ago, John, uh, before I was ever a deacon, let alone a preacher, I taught a, a junior boy Sunday school class. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one old boy in particular, I mean, he wanted to run his mouth all the time and disturbed, you know, Chris. And uh, they told me, I mean, the ones in there before had quit and warned me about him. And, I, and that's how I found him. Boy, I, I mean, you couldn't get a word in for him. I said, hey, now wait a minute, folks. Fellas, hang on. I said, Christ can't listen to me and you both. I said, you get up here. You take this quarterly. No, 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 I'll be quiet. <laughs> I didn't have no more problem that young. Yeah. Huh? I mean, pray tell me, who needs a teacher more than that crowd? But they some just absolutely can't take the heat. Some will try to sing. I mean, listen, then a little word of Chris. I mean, if anybody criticizes, the devil will see to it you hear about it. And a whole lot of them, they can't take that boy. Well, if that's the way they feel about it, I, I won't go back there. I, I won't sing for that crowd no more. You absolutely can't take the heat. Boy, when I hear the complaints, I know I'm getting somewhere. I found out a long time ago, I'm an old country boy. You toss a rock in the middle of a bunch of dogs and the one that barks is the one you hit. <laughs> He'll holler, won't he? <laughs> yes, sir. But some are broken in the heat. Then some's broken in the marketplace. Some old careless customer comes a browsing through and Knocks it over and 
tile floor or something, and that's broken vessel. Broken in the marketplace through carelessness. Boy, they've been many of God's vessels broken by some old careless tongue. Somebody ought to kept their mouth shut. But because of that old careless tongue or some careless action, one of God's vessels was broken. And then some's broken because they're overloaded. Trying to carry more than they were intended to carry. Now, if you're carrying more, then you can make it with some of it ain't of God. He's a just God. He'll never put more on you than what you can carry. But then we've got a way coming along, haven't we, and adding to what God's already put on us. And end up trying to carry too much of a load and end up broken, overloaded. Boy, God knows what I can carry. I just have to be careful not to take on something else. I had a preacher come to me a week before last. And he said, right here, somehow I want to lay this job on you. I said, no. Another preacher friend of mine that most of you know standing right beside me, and he said, well, you didn't even pray about it. I said, I don't have to. I know when to say no. I know what I can carry. I said, I've got too many arms in the fire now. I'm trying to unload something. He said, get rid of them. I said, no, I can't do some of them. God put on me, and I can't. I said, no. But boy, listen, sometimes somebody talk you into it, you know. Boy, you'll take on something else. Take on something after a while, you'll crack. End up a broken vessel. You'll be all right just carrying what God's put on you. Amen. Little old boy went home with a school friend. Winter day, and that friend's daddy had him out gathering firewood that evening. And his friend had his arms out, and his daddy was loading his arms with wood, and and he'd lay on the stick and turn and get another. And, And when his friend got a chance, he said, Hey, he's overloading you. He said, listen, my daddy knows how much I can make it to the house with. My father knows exactly what I can get to the house with. (laughs) And he ain't going to overload me. Amen. Last son, if I'll just carry what he puts on me, I'll be doing well, mister. He knows what I can get home with. He knows what you make it to the house with. I preached back in the 90s, sometime twice a month in Ray County, Tennessee, down the Chattanooga area. That's Hamilton County, back up in Dayton and around Cleveland and Sweetwater and that country. And going to Dayton, Tennessee, I found a shortcut, Gala Creek. And I cut off about five miles, Tom, uh, but it's a narrow road. And there must have been seven or eight 
one-lane bridges across little old creeks. And those bridges had a sign there that said, Load limit to 12 tons. Load limit 10 tons. Load limit 18 tons. Right. <laughs> Boy, I crossed one of them bridges one day headed for Dayton, Tennessee, Phil had a fit. I looked up there and thought about the fact that those that engineered that bridge knew exactly what kind of load it could hold up. Put a sign up there. Don't you know the one that's got my plan, my design? The architect, amen, of my being knows how much I can carry it. Yeah, man, listen, them engineers knows uh, how much that bridge can carry. My Father in heaven knows exactly tonight uh, how much load uh, I can bear, how much I can carry. But sometimes somebody gets overloaded, keeps piling on, uh, and mister ends up broken. I'm glad I don't have to quit there. Third thing I'm seeing tonight is the vessel still a blessing. Remember old Job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second chapter of the book of Job. More along about twenty eighth verse I've seen down yonder everything he's got taken away. God had laid down the hedge. A devil came in. His family's gone. Barns gone. Cattle gone. Sheep gone. All of it gone. Sitting there with boils, sores on his body. Wife came by. Said, why don't you just curse God and die? Right. Yeah. I'd see him reach down in them old lashes he's a sitting in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brought out a pot shirt. What is a, a broken vessel? Using that thing for a little bit of relief. Scraping them old shoulders, Dwayne. Right there's one broken vessel ministering to another. Boy, ain't that what God intends for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank God. You leave this sanctuary worship tonight looking for some other broken vessel uh, that you can be a help uh, and a blessing to. Thank God. He ain't using no beautiful uh, pot. Some kind of beautiful vessel. That old piece of broken pottery. Isaiah, thank you, Lord. 30 and verse 14. And the Bible has said the potsherd is to use to carry fire from the hearth. You can't carry fire on paper. You can't carry fire on cardboard, preacher. But that old broken piece of pot have been through the fire. Yeah. And it's fireproof. Yeah. Amen. I am too, praise God. If you're saved tonight, you're fireproof. 
Amen. You know what that means? You possess the ability to carry fire. And fire, listen, the one thing is a symbol of the Spirit of God. And what a blessing, boy. We can get out here carrying fire. Amen tonight. Listen, some of these places cold and indifferent. My God needs some fire. And better God fixed you where you can carry that fire. Amen. Listen, down yonder to where somebody is freezing to death, preacher, you're fireproof. Hey, it gets better. 14th verse 30 chapter, Isaiah. <laughs> and water out of the pit. Water. <laughs> well, you say that old piece of broken pot can't carry enough to make a difference. You'd be surprised how many they are out here tonight starving to death for just a sip. And buddy, listen, that old broken vessel can get down in there and get water where a big old pretty bucket can't get it. (laughs) You get that piece of broken pot in places, thank God that nothing else can go and get some water. And run out yonder where it's needed. Hallelujah. I'm glad tonight, thank God, I'm a water bearer. <laughs> Go for the glory of God. Fire holler. Fireproof. Amen. Listen. Is this an old broken vessel? Well, preacher, no hope for me. Don't tell me that. Maybe in the death of a loved one. Could have been a financial reversal. Could have been a marriage that failed. But for some reason or another, you just feel like an old broken vessel. No good to God and nobody. God sent me here to tell you, He uses broken stuff. Matter of fact, I can't find nothing he ever used till he broke it. <laughs> I've got an old broken vessel of a friend. Jacksburg, Tennessee. It's north of Knoxville on 75 in the Follett area. Brother Leonard West. Only one time he said, I mean, he's rough. Got an old tent and some chairs, and he'll just slap that thing up in the middle of town or anywhere. And they told him in a little old town above Knoxville at city ordinance he couldn't put it up. He went down to the mayor's office, rolled up his sleeves and all them bullet wounds from Vietnam. And he said, Mister, that bought me the right preaching this town, and I'm preaching. He put that tent up and kept it up for two weeks and nobody said a word. That's Leonard. He rough. He told me, he said he had a helmet, you know, at his house. In Vietnam, he said a bullet went in the front of it and went around the edge and came out the back. I'm the only one I reckon ever had nerve to tell him. I said, no, sir. It went slapped through your head. You're crazy, man. 
That's surrender. He said, preacher, Bob, first man I ever saw killed, I was five year old. He said, that's something a five-year-old boy ought not to have to watch. He said, when I was 12, my daddy, that I thought was my daddy, set me down on a railroad track and told me he wasn't really my father. He said, you can't imagine what that did to a 12-year-old boy. He said, when I was 14 years old, I was running moonshine liquor and fast cars for people that made it. And I was their driver. And he said, 14 years old, I could outrun any police in that country and deliver that moonshine where them fellas wanted to go. 14 years old. He said, I spent a year and a half in Vietnam. And he said, for that year and a half in Vietnam, there wasn't a man on earth cared if I lived or died. But he's a reaching people. Todd, I can't get to. That old broke vessel. (laughs) My God, God's using him. Getting to people that I can't get close to. And seeing them saved and coming to the Lord. Boy, if I need Bibles, all I got to do is call Leonard. He can take me to a warehouse. I don't know if there is or not. Who knows? I... <laughs> I just load up thinking. You know me. <laughs> if I'm needing Bibles for old John Sutton, all I got to do is call Leonard. He'll load me up, man. <laughs> God's a blessing and a using him. Being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as they said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of spikenard ointment. She broke the box. <laughs> Boy, it was no benefit till it was broken. And poured it on his head. I believe if I could transport myself back 2,000 years, stand out yonder by the Via Della Rosa as he made his way up Calvary's mountain, that I could smell him. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Because of that beautiful gesture. Here I am 2,000 years later, preacher, still talking about her. No broken box. Had to be broken before it could be beneficial. I preached to some broken vessel tonight. Come here, honey, play for me. Something's awfully invitation, ma'am. Could have been the death of a loved one. Could have been a financial reversal. in a marriage that failed could have been getting mixed up with drugs or alcohol hey I'm going to ask you tonight bring that old broken vessel down here and offer it to God 
be a little bit of a blessing help to somebody else. I see old Job sifting around in them ashes. You don't come out some kind of a beautiful pot. Just no broken vessel. I looked at that one day and I said, glory to God. There's one old broken vessel ministering to another. I said, God, I believe I can do that. Your help. You say, preacher, I ain't nothing but an old broken vessel. But I'm going to bring an offering to God. God bless you. God bless you. And ask God to use me as an old broken vessel. To be a little help and benefit and blessing to some other one. Somewhere down the road. God bless you, folks. That's right. Mind God, you'll never regret it. You'll never be sorry as we stand. All of this building. As these people pray. Preacher Bob, I don't know about another than God in heaven. He's speaking to my heart. Come on to Jesus, would you? Come on to Jesus. God bless you, man. God bless you. That's right, mind God. You won't ever be sorry. You won't ever regret it. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. You here tonight lost and undone without God. He'll save you tonight. Somebody else, you say, Preacher, I've been saved. But I messed up. You know what old Jeremiah said? The potter wrought a work on the wheel. And the vessel was marred in the hands of the potter. Are you listening real close? So he made it again. Another vessel. Boy, he can pour in more water. Soften up that old hard clay. Mold you into something that will be beneficial in his service. Shabbat, don't know about another. God's speaking to my heart. Come on, we're going to pray in your home. Come on, we. God bless you, honey. God bless you. God bless you for your honesty. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Our blessed Heavenly Father, Lord, I appreciate, sir, these honest hearts. Around this old altar prayer, what you're doing for these, my friends. God, I pray you'd take us forth in this sanctuary of worship. Use us, Lord. It's an old broken vessel to be beneficial to some other one. One of these days, we get to heaven. Far side of Jordan, we'll bow again. Praise you and glorify you for the fact you didn't throw the clay away. Thank you, sir, for what we feel in our heart and what you're doing this time of invitation. 
It's in Jesus' blessed, sweet, precious, powerful name. I do humbly pray. Hallelujah and amen.